me how to say ladies and gentlemen in gender neutral terms. Hey yo. Hey yo. Hey yo. Realize that you can watch all of the shit that's out there. Don't let either company trick you into thinking it's a us versus them thing. Just enjoy the wrestling. Whether it's WWE or AEW or NXT, you guys don't have to choose. You can f watch it all. That's rad. Fight forever, Guardian! I think he broke it. And you're listening to Hell in a Cell Radio. The Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Hell in a Cell Radio. Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Craig Legans is here. Over here, sorry. Craig Legans is here. He's gigantic and I'm small, but in reality, I am huge and he's not that fat at all. Um... Uh, he's older and he's in better shape than I will ever be. Welcome to HISC Talk Radio at Craig Legans. If you don't know how to spell it now, he'll tell you at the end of the show. Hello. At DanLaw83 and on all social media platforms at HISC Talk Radio. And go to HISCTalkRadio.com for all of the podcasts. DanLaw.tv. If you're listening now, you're like, hey, I'd like to actually watch this live. Well, well it's usually Tuesday nights, but look at Tuesdays or Wednesdays. One of those nights we're streaming. Usually it's Tuesday nights at 8. 8? Uh, Nerd Herders is at 9 uh, DanLaw.tv Stadium Journey is uh, usually every Tuesday at 7 uh, Except for this week So all the day, the two days The week that I get home on time Or ahead of time, have plenty of time to get ready for the show uh, No shows until later or at all And that means next week Not going to get home at all Welcome, Soraya is back, Paige has returned She's left the the um, The lovely waters of the WWE and headed into the Maybe muddy worky waters of AEW and I and and we've had this discussion a hundred times, a hundred times, we had it many times before as other ladies get signed to AEW and they're a and this is again, even if you didn't like the champion, Craig, this is not not a slight as far as I know. Well, <laughs> let me rephrase that this is not a slight on any of the women or the talent in the women's mm -hmm. division, AEW, they are all credited. They are all uh, tenured. They are all, they have proven that they're good wrestlers or yes. good or better, mm -hmm. good or great. Uh, but it doesn't mean shit if you have booking who is booking. So Sarai is in the AEW women's division, but is that going to solve the problems? I didn't, well, of course not. It's not going to solve the problems. So I'm trying to get excited because I'm, I'm like, Oh, cool. I know, you know, she's literally lived and breathed this sport longer than any of us in that she was born into it. Literally, mm -hmm. when she started breathing the air of the of the world, it was wrestling air. Her father, her mother, father was a booker. Mother was a wrestler. Mother still is a wrestler. Lived and breathed the sport to this day, to this very day. Mm -hmm. uh, ain't going to save the AEW's women's division if they don't get their head out of their own ass. We've, we're not going to beat a debt ourselves. We're not going to beat a dead horse on the actual, you know, we've talked about Nia, Nia uh, Rose, Nyla Rose not being yes, pushed to transfer at time. We've talked about um, someone maybe not a fan of the right people, <clears throat> Kenny Omega, uh, mm -hmm. being in charge of the booking. I don't know where it stands now. 
but they have all they, they have a gigantic women's division and just like the rest of the show is a hodgepodge of who huh? uh and i really don't want to say that i want to like it more but that's where we are yeah. uh so sarai's there and it's gonna be another wasted spot don't know if she's wrestling haven't seen any interviews hope she's okay i i know very similar to um brian danielson i almost said daniel Bryan. i'm trying to be respectful you know i was like well it's not brian Dan- daniel Bryan. that's not his name anymore uh but yeah, just there's all these factors i'm really nervous hope she's okay of course i'd like to see her wrestle again she's going to be safe because she's great she's one of the greats and she will go down as one of the best uh but uh we need to pick something and and hit your uh wagon to it and go pick something that's not brick baker anyway craig Soraya's in uh aw it's hard to get excited like i said i don't think you'll disagree with the thing i said uh, no i don't um she her story is uh very well documented very well told so it made her an instant favorite with everyone i mean they made an entire movie about her you know in her career when she was still in her early 20s uh and an, and an entire movie was made about her because her story was so uh in, incredible um uh and as Paige, she uh really infused the the women's division of the wwe with something we hadn't seen i mean when i saw when she made her debut in the wwe i confess i had never heard of her i only in just the announcer did such a great job. It's paid for NXT. Haven't, but what? But that didn't deter my excitement when she won the, the the women's championship on her first match at 19. It was absolutely amazing, and because that's how good she is uh, as a wrestler, as a personality, her charisma, her everything was um was absolutely amazing. The tragic thing about her, like we've talked about with so many wrestlers, um, her her injury was um, derailed her career, um, ended her wrestling career uh, because of how devastating it was. It happened of all things at a house show. Um, accidents happen. It's the it's the the way of the sport. But she did such a wonderful job as a quote unquote commissioner. Uh, de facto uh, person in charge. She could have led any stable um, exactly what Bailey is doing now with damage control. She could have done just on a limited basis or what edge was doing in, in um, uh, the judgment day. And I hope that's her role on AEW. Now I don't want to know. I don't want her back in the ring. Um, we, again, like you said, we don't know her status, um, how well she is. The thing that got me was uh, when her name came up on the on the uh, screen on AEW, Soraya, I didn't know who the hell it was. I didn't know who Soraya was. But the fans, like all AEW fans, they know everything about everyone. They'll put a, a, a graphic on the screen that could be hieroglyphics and the place will pop because everyone AEW knows who it is. Um, tonight, for example, we're in I Philadelphia tonight, folks. AEW's in Philadelphia. And there's an AEW mm-hmm. World Title match between um, the Dean uh, John Moxley, De- Dean Moxley, John Ambrose, and uh, some guy named uh, Ju- Juicer Jump or some guy from New Japan. But they're touting it as the main event. I never heard of this guy. I never seen him a day in my life. 
But of course, everyone at AEW is, is absolutely in, incredulous over this. If you walk down the aisle, everyone will go nuts. While, you know, the AEW machine will just keep cranking out New Japan people that New Japan folks know, AEW folks know. But what you have to do, AEW, or for anyone's watching it for the first time, tell us who the hell they are. Why should we care? I still don't know who Danhausen is or what his deal is. It's just he shows up, it's Danhausen. Okay, it's Danhausen, he's awesome. You don't have to know, Craig. But it would help, Dan. Like, oh, say, sure. say I went to a concert. <laughs> sure. Yeah, say I went to a concert with a, a band I had never heard. You are or, never going to let this or, go. Or, I love or, it. It was a big deal. I'd like a little background, you know, that you would help. You better marry. She, wait, you didn't get any of the music played ahead of time? I, 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 I knew who they were. I knew the two of their three of their songs, but that's it. But if I'm going, but I'm going to a concert, though, I was filled in from the people that knew who this was, namely from, you know, my right hand, how great they were, how awesome they were, how this song was and this, how when this one came out and this and they ended the show with their biggest hit that I knew when you were, um, um, yeah, it was Mr. Right right before you go. Yeah, it was Mr. Brightside. And they and they did it off topic. Uh, they did it unplugged first, and then they did the electric version. They they did it unplugged, and the audience were singing along very slow. And then, boom! The lights went down, and that and that was that was awesome. Going from <laughs> unplugged to plug like that, and it was their encore, and it was cool. Amazing. Yeah, That's yeah, that is cool. pretty cool. But again, I got background. I got text before I showed up. If you're AEW, you're trying to get more fans. You, they're doing the worst thing that they they're appealing to the fans that they already know they are they already have. We were talking about the orange turd blossom before. I even talked about this. He appealed to everyone that already voted for him. You have the lowest to common denom- lowest common fucking denominator. Exactly. If you want to get a grow your audience, go to people that didn't that aren't fans of yours. There aren't people that don't know anything about you. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Give them some. This is what, this is what we're bringing to the table. So, um, and AEW doesn't do that. Back to Paige Soraya. Um, that was my original point. I didn't know what when Soraya came on the screen. I had no idea who they who who was coming. I just know the audience went crazy. So I just said, oh, okay. Here's another wrestler that AEW fans know, but the casual fan, the person that doesn't. Yeah, they were like, oh, it's fucking Paige. <laughs> oh, okay. Then but and the thing is, Dan, you can say, Oh, she was formerly Paige. That's not violating uh, any you intellectual can't property. Mention the, you can't mention the other people on TV, man. But you're not yeah, mentioning no, the other you. this person. I agree. Can, I agree with you. You can still say that without being sued. You, yeah, you, you might I mean that doesn't matter. You can still say the fucking name because we're not children and it's 2022. Just say page in WWE. It's not yes. that fucking hard. Yes. And the fact that um your top heel has been saying WWE left and right um shouldn't deter anyone from saying. Uh by the way, off topic, I said before AEW is in Philadelphia right now. The top heel in the company just came out in the Mets jersey. So Derek that, McDonald. Yeah, there you Derek, go, baby. Yeah, Derek McDonald. You're fired. I, yeah. 
Uh, if you're, I know you're busy with your hands full and everything like that. But if you're not watching AEW right oh, now, oh, you'll see a post within a fucking hour. What are you kidding? It's probably already. I'm ready to crack a fucking the greatest in the world. Yeah, <laughs> you probably already made it a meme. Okay. No, I love you, Greg. Uh, we love you, Derek. We're just we kidding. love you, DMac. But fuck the Mets and fuck the Mets. Fuck the um, Mets. but uh, but yes, um, I I <laughs> hope he, uh, congratulations on Paige's return to professional wrestling. I don't want her to wrestle. If she's medically clear to wrestle, great. But she can pull a Bailey and just lead uh, a faction, be a spokesperson she for somebody is else. So good with wow. What I just said was that no pun intended. She is so good with her mouth. Um, she's yeah. so good with the mic. Yeah, and she there doesn't need no fucking question that mm-hmm. she can pull off a boss figure. I mean. It was very little amount of time, but we saw it on SmackDown. I mean, again, we, you and I have talked at na- ad nauseum about people who are in wrestling being involved with and producing and running wrestling, not a TV show guy. Soraya. Yeah. Put her in a goddamn authority figure, you, or or here's an idea. We were just talking about it. Have her book the women's division. Yeah. Oh, what an awful fucking idea that is. Yes. Put crazy. someone else every in now and then. I would is, have an idea. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. And speaking of crazy, um, at the last night I went to the Killers concert and they pulled a young man on stage to drum the second part of For Reasons Unknown. Ah, great fucking song. Holy shit. Yeah, and he killed it. No, oh, that's, no, oh. no pun intended. Yeah. Very good. Actually, it was a good. Yeah. I didn't pick up on it. Yeah, and Brandon was uh, it's like, and he because he during the show he was like kept he kept Brandon. going back to he was asking her, Are you you good? He goes, Are you, you sure you think you could do that? He goes, All right, man, come on up. And he came Reasons running up and came to the stage and the drummer. Got up, left the stage, put on a guitar. Ronnie, yeah, left the stage, put on a guitar, <laughs> and yeah, he's uh, the, yeah, yeah, he he plays guitar, and uh, and I think Brandon also plays guitar on that song. I'm such yeah. a killer nerd, dude. Sorry, hey, <laughs> I should have go. Sorry. Hey, next time she wants to go, I ain't gonna try to steal your lady. I will go with her. You don't ever have to another go go to another killer show again. Dan, I will go if I will were... pay for the damn ticket, Dan. If there was ever a moment in time I ever wanted to have a freaky Friday moment, I would have changed places with you that day. Uh, shit, as, I'll keep that in mind we, next time they come around. As long as we change hands, as long as we switch back after the concert. Uh, I'll even wash my hands when I'm done. Yes, please. And just as long as you, <laughs> as long, and I would, as long as you kept it on the paper. I would have done keep that. it on the paper. Always swallow. No, I'm kidding. Yes. Um, kind of. No, uh, tell tell her. Tell is she listen? Uh, no. Well, God damn it! Why the fuck? <laughs> Fucking art, art, art. No, she thinks she's other like, never listen to this shit. No, we're we're at that point where it's like, uh, sweetie, I love you so much. You do your thing, and when you're done, let me know, and then we can resume. Oh, that's our, great. Yeah, the yeah. same thing with me with Kelly and I. I'm like, hey, yeah, see you later. Yeah. No, great. Yeah, no, but I uh, tell her like Dan will go. Dan, I will pay for the ticket. I will drive. I will pay <laughs> for parking. I will go to the Killers because at least I will go with someone uh, who knows the songs as well. Yes, saying everything. Anyway, saying but everything. yes, anyway. I'm excited for Paige. Uh, fuck, 
I'm excited excited for Soraya. Uh, unlike you, I didn't. I knew. I was like, all right, cool. Um, I just, you don't. We mentioned at the top, we mm-hmm. have all this talent already there. Yeah. You don't need her to wrestle. No. Don't. You just need her to look as only as she can look. And you need her to be a mouthpiece for the entire women's division. And I don't want to see her. You know, I don't want to hear age brought up. I don't want to hear looks brought up. I don't want to hear any of that shit. I don't ever want to hear looks brought up about the women's division again. It, I could bring up women through the history of women's wrestling to say mm-hmm. uh, looks don't really matter moolah um uh only in a uh, tongue-in-cheek heel or face way like the um like beautiful bobby yeah. in that way mm-hmm. um i don't care that well she's not she's younger than some of the, i don't give a fuck she's got yeah. more experience than 99 percent of the women's wrestling yes put her in charge and give her the book Give her the book. At least let her write on the same page as Kenny Omega. If he's right. even, I don't even know who's in charge of it anyway, because I care that much. You make me invest again. Make me care again. Um, on the same night, mm-hmm. I don't know how you're going to feel about this one. And I don't even know if you knew prior because you tweeted something about, oh, well, yeah, it was a, it was a video clip of Moon and Sting's first matchup. Yeah, in NWA, and I said, mm-hmm. "Ooh, Friday's going to be interesting." And I don't even know if you knew at that point what was going on. I had no idea. Gary Michael Chapetta spoiled mm-hmm. it. That some bitch, Gary. Michael and I mean Chepetta. that. And all, all Dude. kidding is all, yeah. all, all loving and joking sarcasm. I'm just kidding, Gary Michael Chapetta. Um, but he shared a screenshot mm-hmm. of someone who took a picture because it was taped of Muda yeah. saving Sting. And I got news for you. And we have also talked about roster spots being filled by older guys when it could be any one of the 80 motherfuckers that are uh, <laughs> age enough there to, to take a spot and wrestle. I marked out like a son of a bitch Good. when Muda made the save for Sting. Because when there was Sting, when I was a kid, the other side was Sting, and on the other side was Muda. And I'll say this, as much as Sting has aged, he could still go a little bit. Muda doesn't look like he's aged in 40 fucking years. No. Oh, P.S. It's his farewell tour for the for the, yeah. this will be his last appearance in the States. As a wrestler on TV as Muda, it's over. So wonderful timing. And it was awesome. And of course, he used the mist and. You could even see Sting a little bit go, <laughs> cool. <laughs> that was really cool. And Muda and Sting, man. And their paths crossed. It would they would jump back and forth. Their paths would cross over each other for 20 years or more. So mm-hmm. it's it's a little bit of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I, and again, I, again, we talk about spots, but I was I was happy with that. That was pretty cool. And I, I want to see what that end game's gonna be for the end of the year. It's gonna be pretty cool, yeah. in my opinion. Well, your opinion and a lot of other people's opinion, too. Obviously, seeing Muda and staying it together again for the first time was absolutely incredible uh, because it was taped. Um, it could have been advertised a little more. Um, I didn't find that's the thing. It. If they're not going to if you're going to treat it like no, at least advertise it again. The one thing that WCW did right while they were doing everything else wrong is when Nash won the title 
on a random thunder. It was taped at a Tuesday. It aired on a Wednesday. They were like on the website. Boom. By the way, Nash won the world title. Find out how. Novel fucking idea. I know. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of spots, you know, we talked uh, Muda coming back and readding with Sting. But all I heard about all the thing, the thing that was trending worldwide above the return of the great Muda was the almost death of Julia Hart. Because oh God, yeah, that happened at that moment. I didn't know what why Julia Hart was trending worldwide. Um, yeah, because that was she one did. of the, the 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 sickest, worst bumps I ever saw. I've ever seen. And who didn't see it when Muda returned to save Sting, he blasted Buddy Murphy in the face with his green mist and Buddy went backwards while Julia Hart was on the ring apron and she fell back and was supposed to go through a table. She She did go through a table. The the top half, somehow she put a hole in that, but the the rest of her uh, hit the steel barrier behind, almost completely missing the table. And I again, I didn't see it live, but uh, I just saw it. It was like the, the Janet Jackson Super Bowl thing. Um, <laughs> I thought I, I, it, ha- it happened so fast when it I missed it, but it was replayed so many times that even though I didn't see it live, you know, it, it was everywhere. I thought she died. I thought she at least had, at the very least had broken her neck. But once again, it's symptomatic of AEW. How many injuries have we seen? Uh, and uh, women specifically, Ruby Rose, uh, Ruby Wright breaking her nose, Ruby Rose breaking her night. Yeah, it, and Julia Hart almost breaking her neck. Um, you know, I, I'm Brett, not one uh, to usually breaking her Go leg. Red Baker breaking her leg. These Sorry. are all during Sorry. matches. I'm not one to usually critique why did that need to happen, but I've watched that segment a bunch of times because, well, A, it was Buddha and Sting, but the other one was that spot. And I know I still can't figure out why that needed to happen. No, it didn't need to happen at all. Yeah, especially because you do it every other match on the men's side. Do we got to see another person going through a table? I mean, isn't Buddha's return big enough? And spring the uh, lift. Spring it helped. Lift. They got 2.5 million viewers. Oh, wait, that was SmackDown. Yeah. The other show on Friday night. Nobody kill, almost died going through a table on that show. No, because it goes, they know how to work. And because the people there know how to work. And um, and I'm not saying that um, I, it'd be too broad a stroke to, to looking, label dude. everyone in AEW as, like, as being careless. But I see more injuries in. AEW just on routine uh, moves. Ricky Stark breaks his neck on the belly to back suplex because the guy doing it didn't have any training and no, you know, shot to Brian Cage. But man, that's not something that should happen and during a, a, a TV match. And I'm on the belly to belly, belly to back suplex. And the spot where Ruby Ride broke her, broke her nose. You're holding her all wrong. And even um, the another match that happened in AEW, and it's not pick on AEW time, but I'm, I'm looking at these spots that people are doing, and it reminded me what Dusty said to Big Boss Man 
during Bossman, uh, one of his first matches. He did a uh, sit-out powerbomb that he hadn't done before. And um, he didn't hurt the guy too badly, but Dusty browbeat him and said, and became it became a cliche, and it's a saying that really deserves to be said now, the AEW. Don't do shit you don't know how to do. Uh, one of them, with, uh, the former the artist formerly known as Ember Moon, she had Britt Baker up in a fireman's carry and in a tag team match, and Serena Deeb was going to come run at her, and the spot was, she was going to catch her on a body slam while she had Britt Baker on her shoulder and then fall and do a fallaway slam and throw them both. At. She got uh, Serena, but her head was on the other side of her arm. And when you're doing a fall, if you're doing a Samoa drop, Britt Baker was already on her shoulder. You tuck the left arm underneath. So when you go back, Britt is landing flat on her back. And Ember Moon, whoever her name said, probably said it before. Oh, I could do it. Just I can catch you. I can hold you both. Doesn't matter if you can do it or not. Why would you do that spot in that time? And uh, especially not on free TV on your B show. Okay, but in long story short, they did the move. She had Brett Baker on her back, and she was gonna have she had Serena Deeb in a body slam. And instead of falling back all the way back, she couldn't get Serena over. And Britt came this close to landing on her head or and or just breaking her shoulder and landing on her shoulder. And Britt Baker is someone else who, well, she didn't land on her head or break her shoulder, but she landed on her face and once again broke her nose. Britt Baker does not need any more broken noses. So when Soraya came down to the ring making her... her AEW debut, Britt Baker had a face full of blood. Because her nose got broken again. Don't do shit you do not know how to do, AEW. Women, I'm looking at you. But the folks that have their, they're in charge, they do so much useless shit um, for, on free TV, on your B shows, women going through tables, uh, Ember Moon trying a, a move like that, Doing that kind of stuff and it's not on pay-per-view and it's not on a big show. It's not even for a title. What are you doing it for? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting off my, I'm, I'm not picking on AEW anymore because it's low, it's low hanging fruit, third leg of the stool. Well, until, so you don't get too upset, Craig, before we go any further, we said all we needed to said, we want AEW to be better. And you have another one of 100th golden opportunities to use this. As a catalyst to do so, I hope you do stick the rocket on page, either booking wise or in ring wise. And I'd prefer booking backstage wise and ride it to the moon. And since Craig was getting upset, let's talk about the past. Uh, wrestling historian, take over, Craig. I will take over because one thing that does not get me angry is talking about when wrestling was actually good, when people didn't hurt themselves doing shit they didn't know how to do. Yeah, that never and- happened in the past. <laughs> Well, they worked in a lot more safer environment. If someone did get hurt, it was a much bigger match under much bigger circumstances. And we're <laughs> going to talk about big matches and big circumstances. Um, and this week in wrestling history, um, uh, September 23rd um, was a big match in wrestling history. And someone did get hurt, but not really, but it hurt big enough. Um, in Hershey, Pennsylvania, September 23rd, Dan, was a taping of Saturday Night's Main Event, 1987, September 23rd, 1987. 
35 years ago uh, was the years ago today <laughs> was the guitar shot heard around the world heel versus heel Randy Savage going for the Intercontinental title uh, going against the honky tonk man and uh, honky tonk man would come up short to be uh, would be disqualified Good. thanks to thanks to interference from his uh, uh, stable mates the Hart Foundation um the current reigning then world WWF tag team champions would interfere on behalf of the intercontinental champion, the Hart family in full effect, taking, uh, going to work on, uh, Randy Savage, uh, Elizabeth, uh, knocked to the ground by, um, honky talk man and a brutal show of domestic violence on, on national TV network TV. She ran back to the dressing room with fans yelling at her to go get, go get Hogan. And uh, she did. Hogan came out. And for a brief minute, Vince McMahon even pulled out. All four champions were in the ring at the same time. That was back when you only had four champions, folks. You had a world champion. <laughs> you had an intercontinental champion. And, she, and you had a tag team champion. That was it. Uh, uh, unlike the current crop of the secondary wrestling federation where everyone's got a belt. Uh, this happened. Uh, Hogan, the Hart Foundation, and... Um, Hockey talk man, uh, all in there until Randy Savage joined Hulk Hogan after taking a brutal guitar shot, uh, from a real guitar. It wasn't a Jeff Jarrett Balsa, uh, Salvation Army guitar, an actual guitar, uh, <laughs> broke over the head of Randy Savage. But kudos to Savage, tough son of a bitch, came back up and teamed up with Hogan. And that was the beginning of the mega powers, and also the first time that Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart. Hulk Hogan, the world heavyweight champion, and Bret Hart won half of the world tag team champions. We're in the ring at the same time in the WWF. But more on that later uh, in this edition of Wrestling Historian. But that guitar shot around the world happened today, uh, happened on this week, September 23rd, 1987, 35 years ago. And that episode would end up airing on October 3rd of that selfsame year and would do a 9.7 on nbc wow yeah hey 2.5 mil though oh yeah woo nothing woohoo nothing to sneeze at uh, <laughs> september 24th happy belated 46th birthday uh to the the princess of wrestling um stephanie mcmahon happy mm -mm -mm. 46th birthday uh, <laughs> mm -mm -mm -mm. september 26th 45 years ago uh, one of the most you memorable. were alive for that. <laughs> I was alive for that. I was alive for this because this was probably the match I was most um, excited about. I wasn't old enough to see. I was only 11 and there's no way I could have seen it, even though I wanted to know everything about it. Uh, and this match had even Vince McMahon said, oh, I'll never forget that night because it was a magical night. September 26, 1977. 45 years ago in Madison Square Garden, 26,125 people, 26, uh, 21,000 in the garden, another 5,000 in the uh, adjacent felt forum that watched the match on closed circuit TV. That was sold out too. see the first meeting between the Worldwide Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion, superstar Billy Graham going up 
against his challenger, the number one contender, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. 30, 45 years ago, magical Jeez. night in Madison Square Garden. It's on Ooh, the Dusty yeah. Rhodes DVD. It's on the, 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 um, the WWE channel. It's always talked about in reverent terms of anyone who was there because it was such a magical night when Dusty came out um, first with uh, the robe on. Uh, the place went absolutely nuts. Again, no music, no pyro, no nothing. It was just the sight of Dusty Rhodes, who at this point in the Northeast had only been seen on TV in championship wrestling from Florida thanks to a handshake deal from Eddie Graham and Vince McMahon Sr. that uh, they would have an exchange of talent. So Dusty Rhodes was seen in on television only and on the house shows or on, on the TV taping of the Red, the Saturday morning shows. And just that charisma showed through that you, the essence of Dusty Rhodes, you, you paid to see this man. You had to see him in person. If he can back up all that talk. And uh, again, only three matches on TV. His first match in Madison Square Garden for the title against superstar Billy Graham. He wins the belt on a count out, but he grabs the belt and holds it over his head and puts the belt on. Fan ran in the ring just to hug Dusty Rhodes. And he was escorted out. But again, the, how different it is. Fans were running in the ring. No one, he wasn't, no one thought he was there to do any harm because everyone loved Dusty so much. Fan ran in the ring just to congratulate Dusty. And Dusty even put his arm around him and uh, raised his hand. Uh, uh, and then when the referee came in, told Dusty that he won the bout, when, and then the announcement, that the winner of the bout, Dusty Rhodes, but the title cannot change hands on a count out. And then Dusty got on the, on the house mic in the Madison Square Garden, which he didn't do. And he said, superstar, I came a long way to whip your ass. Now get out of here. Place went nuts again. Um, absolutely Man. incredible. But uh, 45 years ago this week, the first Dusty Rose versus superstar Billy Graham bout in Madison Square Garden. Magical night. Uh, which brings us to today in wrestling history. A magical day in wrestling history. Another magical night, Dan. It took place September 28th, 1985, in Chicago, Illinois, in Comiskey Park. You know, we talk about uh, many times on historian uh, wrestling uh, organizations when they have an NWA card and a WWF wrestler will appear or in the WWF on in the WWF uh, ring, an NWA star will appear, like Dusty Rhodes getting a title shot at superstar Billy Graham. And uh, but now it never the twain shall meet. Well, back in 1985, because of the juggernaut of the WWF, uh, one of the last times, and maybe the last time, that the other wrestling organizations came together for the very first super clash in Chicago, Illinois, in Comiskey Park. We don't have exact figures, but about 22,000 people were there. Uh, to see not only stars from the AWA, but the NWA, all Japan and world class. Uh, the world class heavyweight champion, Kerry Von Erich, took on gorgeous Jimmy Garvin, who was mm. wrestling in the AWA. That was, but there was their starting up of their feud that took place in world class. Um, the uh, 
old versus new. The new guard of AWA, he had Greg Gagne on one side, Greg Gagne, Scott Hall, and Kurt Henning. Yep. <laughs> going against the team of Larry Zbysko and the greatest team in AWA history, Nick Bockwinkle and Ray Stevens. <laughs> and old versus Jesus. New. Yeah. Uh, the NWA six-man tag team champions, the Koloffs, Ivan and Nikita, and Crusher Khrushchev going against the old AWA guard, Baron Von Raschke, Crusher, and Bruiser. And that is all the people need to know. And the fact that this was a main event, yet the the Koloffs, Ivan and Nikita, and Crusher Khrushchev, guys outside of Ivan, guys in their 20s, but Crusher, Bruiser, and Baron Von Raschke were stars of the AWA in the 60s. But because of the Vern Gagne's grade eight formula, these guys were still over in 1985 that this was one of the main events. Also, um, the AWA tag team champions, the Road Warriors, took Who? on the Road Warriors, eh, greatest no tag team of all time. Eh. Put it, don't, don't ever. Ever you don't want me to you don't want me to shit on the killers doing that fucking shit on the road warriors. Oh, I was kidding. You mean it? I was just kidding, son don't of a kid. bitch. Don't kid on that. Um, what what? Fuck them. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm but totally you know, kidding. You save that fuck them for who they wrestled because the road warriors, the AWA tag team champions, wrestled, and these guys put on the face paint for the first time, painting their faces like rebel flags. The fabulous Freebird. Oh yeah, no, fuck them. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck them. Fuck them in the air. No, I'm just kidding. But two of I the know. most influential tag teams of all time, the Road Warriors and the Freebirds. And whenever you see the Freebirds, they do a, a, a montage or a tribute to the Freebirds. They show them in the paint with the Rebel face paint. They only wore it once, one time, and that one, one. time was was today, <laughs> 37 years ago at Super Clash, in that bout. The free the free birds pinned the road warriors, but because of outside interference by Buddy Jack, it didn't count. But the free birds still went on to say how they they all beaten some of the greatest tag teams. They beat Divine Eric's in Texas, and they beat the Road Warriors in their hometown of Chicago. I mean, they're um, not wrong. Yeah, no, but it it happened uh, today, thirty seven years ago. The Road Warriors and the Free Birds, also the AWA champion Rick Martell. Took on um, Stan Hansen in a double countout. Uh, they would have their rematch three months later when Stan Hansen would win the AWA title. But this was their uh, their first bout. And this is the beginning of their feud. But this one ended in a double countout. And then wrestling all over the field, the infield of Comiskey Park. And the main event, well, semi-main event, uh, the NWA champion, Ric Flair, like um, so, uh, the con thing is like social media official now. And I love me some Foxy. Foxy, <laughs> sorry, we can hear you. <laughs> we're, we're live, sweetie. We're live. We'll do it live. It's okay. It's fine. We'll do it live. Uh, we'll do it but, live. Go okay. Uh, and anyway, champion Ric Flair defeated Magnum TA. <laughs> and um, if there was ever a time for a title change, I thought that should have been that would have been perfect if they did it there because they could have always claimed booked it like. Well, it was an AWA card, so that title change shouldn't count. And you can have Magnum come out with the with the title belt. Um, but they didn't do it there. 
Um, and sadly, because of the accident, Magnum never got to be NWA champion. Yeah. That was in the card, that was what it was. That was the plan. Um, uh, the Ronnie Garvin NWA title shot, the NWA title run that was supposed to have been Magnum. Um, and wow. I thought it could have started um, on this date 37 years ago today in, um, in Chicago. Also, on this date 24 years ago today, Dan, on the exact same show, um, WCW was the first time, first televised match ever between Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart. Remember I said to be continued? Um, and this was about that uh, Sting interfered. Uh, Sting came Oh, down. it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I, yep. I know, I, yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Bre- mm-hmm. Bret Hart said in his book how upset he was that, A, this match was given away on free TV. And, and the, the original uh, booking was Bret was going to challenge um, Hogan and Bret would get his knee injured by Hogan to sneak attack. Sting was going to wrestle uh, Hogan in his place. And when Sting had the Scorpion death, death lock on Hogan, Brett was going to come in and DDT Sting and start a heel turn. And uh, Brett didn't like that idea. He shot it down, but he still didn't like the idea of wrestling Hogan for free on TV. But well, it happened. It's stupid. It is stupid. <laughs> it happened 24 years ago today on yeah, the no other shit. show <laughs> on the same on the same night while that was going on 24 years ago tonight. Steve Austin drove into the arena on Monday Night Raw in a Zamboni, attacked Mr. McMahon and was escorted off in handcuffs uh, by about 30, 40 cops while the fans went absolutely apeshit. Before you end, I want to say, I know, Brett, most people don't think fondly of that, but I just remember being so angry and legitimately swerved when... When you know Bret Hart came out, come on, get him! And then he looked down on the scorpion. I I remember this vividly and grabbed him and did the nastiest looking DDTs ever. Oh, you son of a bitch! Oh, oh! I mean, it then did give birth to my favorite segment, my favorite garbage segment, which was just the wolf pack attacking people backstage the very next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, as you get older, you're like, oh, that kind of sucked. <laughs> but I was like, as a kid, I was like. Oh, you son of a bitch, Brett. Oh, you motherfucker. Scorpion Death Drop's better. It's first death like better. Nah. <laughs> That's all. Memories. Just, yes. Memories. I'm old. I can remember yeah, them. 24 years ago today, both those things happened. Um, how far we've come and how far we still have to go. And yeah. that, gentlemen and ladies, is a wrestling historian. And you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter at Craig Lagans. Told you we would talk about this at the end of the show. C-R-A-I-G-L-I-G-G-E-O-N-S. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. And uh, well, not, I don't really want you on Facebook unless you're a friend. Uh, DanLaw83. Search social uh, TikTok. YouTube. Follow me. Uh, DanLaw83. Uh, com for all the podcasts. Go to all the podcasts. Keep it on the paper. Don't forget to swallow. Goodbye. Always swallow. That's what I meant to say. Bye.